0: I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and you are a terrorist therapist. Yes, (laughs) jihadi karma is a bitch, and I have three stories to tell you today that prove it. Um, We're going to be hearing about, first, a man, an ISIS terrorist who was in Iraq and got killed by his own drone. That's another way of being a suicide bomber, so to speak. not what he planned and then i'm going to talk to you about three terrorists um one man and two women in the u.s who uh, had their plots foiled at the last minute so for all three of these imagine the shock and the chagrin of these three terrorists who got a taste of jihadi karma let's start with the man uh a, a blooper I mean, this is tr- a true story, but it, um, it, it just seems too ridiculous to be true, but it is. Uh, this is a man who is an ISIS, was an ISIS terrorist, who was planning to um, send a drone bomb. He was uh, operating it, and it ran low on battery and flew back to him, so it blew him up. And he was targeting allied forces after the battle for Mosul in northern Iraq. This happened in northern Iraq. And what happened is the um, ISIS fighters use civilian drones that they weaponize. So civilian drones... um, automatically boomerang back to their point of launch when they run out of power. And this is because they're programmed to do this so that they can return to their owner and prevent the owner from losing their drone. Makes sense, right? But a little key thing is you have to remember to charge the device sufficiently or else it will run out of power and it will boomerang back to you. And that's exactly what happened to this terrorist in Iraq. He had customized his weapon to carry plastic explosive, and he planned to detonate it. Um, And this story actually was related by uh, a UK troop member, uh, uh, because they were aware of this because this was happening in Iraq and there are UK troops that are, who are training Iraqi soldiers and who are plagued by drone attacks. So they said that they were laughing when they, uh, uh, you know, saw or found out that it had the drone of this terrorist had detonated over his head and they are still laughing about it now, even though This happened some months ago and the uh, UK troops are saying that it's still keeping morale high today and um, that's that's karma that is that is literal karma when the uh, hate that you send out literally comes back to you and bombs you instead of the people you were trying to bomb well, okay. Now here's a story and it always boggles my mind about how, uh, some of these stories, I mean, you know, that, that's an interesting story. What I just told you, it's a little gallows humor. Um, and, but even stories that are more, um, that are more relevant as in terms of, you know, understanding the war on terror, understanding, uh, the safety for us, Um, you know, just, just trying to keeping aware of what's going on in the world of terror. Of course, that's what this terrorist therapist show is trying to help you do, but still it boggles my mind at some of the stories that aren't widely enough reported. And this is one example. Um, Just recently two women from Queens, (laughs) Um, Queens, New York, were pled guilty. So these two stories that I'm going to be telling you now, one of these two women and one about this man. Um, The man was also from New York, but he was caught in Montana, and I'll tell you why. Um, But both of these stories have to do with terrorists who were forced to plead guilty. Well, I I mean, who decided to plead guilty, but were in a sense forced because they were tracked unbeknownst to them. They were uh, under surveillance and They were arrested and put in jail and they decided to plead guilty at that point But the karma was you know here. They were plotting their attacks thinking that um, They were that everything was fine and that they were going to be able to reach their goal of attacking the US uh, when in fact really all the while they were being watched Uh, and tracked by FBI and other counterterrorism forces here. And lo and behold, when it got too close to the actual um, attack, to actually perpetrating the attack, they were then arrested. So again, that's karma. This is what you get for planning to do all of these things and thinking somehow thinking each of these cases, somehow thinking that they aren't going to get caught or nothing bad is going to happen to them. So these two women are named Noelle Valensis and Asia Siddiqui, and they are in their early 30s. So um, the, the why it's in the news now is because they just recently pled guilty to plotting to construct a bomb to be used in a terror attack. But they were actually arrested in, in 2015, and they started this venture in 2013. Um, they are both US citizens and both residents of Queens, where I lived for some of my childhood. Um, and they began their bomb making venture in 2013. They worked on it for about two years and they were teaching each other chemistry and electrical skills and they were also reading up on previous terror attacks. So this was like (laughs) homeschooling in STEM, right? They were their own, each other's teachers. Um, And of course this was uh, to further radical Islamist beliefs. So what they did um, is to study some of the most deadly terrorist attacks in US history And they used it as a blueprint for their own plans to kill American law enforcement and military personnel. That's who they were particularly targeting. And um, so for example, they studied the pressure cookers used in the Boston Marathon bombing and the devices used in the Oklahoma City bombing and the 1993 World Trade Center attacks. Um, I mean, clearly they worked on this for two years. Um, You know, isn't that kind of, it's very sad, not just kind of sad. Isn't that sad that these two women who, I mean, we don't know whether they would have been able to carry it off or not, but still they spent their time um, studying this, building the bombs, teaching themselves chemistry and physics and all, all that you have to know to build bombs. And they could have been spending this time on something a lot more productive, In any case, um, Siddiqui, uh, Asia Siddiqui, sent written submissions to a jihadist magazine. She was telling them about um, how she she wanted to launch an attack. And she wrote to the um, editor of this jihadist magazine, who was, he's now deceased, and he was an Al-Qaeda operative, and his name was Samir Khan. And then, um, at the same time, Noelle Valensas was praising the September 11th terror attacks. She expressed her belief, and, and I'll, you'll see um, who she expressed these beliefs to. She, her, she believed that carrying out a suicide attack would secure her place in heaven. I mean, you know, that's the teaching. That's the uh, terrorist teachings. Um, And she was also, she also said, was, you know, was uh, noted by the people or person um, who was following her. Uh, She said, you go for the head when you target government officials during a terror attack. Now, clearly, you know, this is something that you learn in video games. Um, You get more points in video games when you go for your target's head. Well, um, we'll take a break now. When we come back, I'll tell you more about these two women who um, got their karma when they were arrested after all their years, their two years of studying and working on building bombs and making blueprints of what's the best attack. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about jihadi karma. With examples of beautiful <laughs> a metaphor, the first example was a metaphor, a terrorist whose drone actually came back and killed him instead of its targets. Um, and now we're talking about these two women from Queens who you probably have not heard about. Uh, although one would think two women, women, you know, it's unusual, more unusual to have women who are actually, who are actually <laughs> studying how to build bombs and, um, and the studying, you know, uh, tar- the terror attacks in the past to be able to formulate their targets, you know, best and, and also, uh, studying the bombs that were used in previous attacks and so on. I mean, it, that's unusual in itself for it to be women. Um, not that there aren't any terrorists who are women, clearly, but, uh, and the fact that they came from Queens, it just kind of makes it, um, it just kind of, kind of makes it noteworthy, and especially the fact that they actually had, you know, they worked on this for two years, they were getting pretty close, and they were pretty obviously serious about this, this was not just some whim, hmm, I think uh, I'll play terrorist today. So really, this should be more in the news is my point. All right, so anyhow, I was saying that these two women, um, their names were Noel Valensis and Asia Siddiqui. And um, Valensis has, um, you know, some of their, they've been quoted uh, in these papers, these court papers, because of the surveillance, and so there is someone who knows um, exactly what they said, and we'll get to that. So Valensis has said that she and Siddiqui are quote, citizens of the Islamic State, unquote. So they were, when they were arrested in 2015, law enforcement uh, discovered, you know, searched their residence, and they found propane gas tanks, soldering tools, car bomb instructions jihadist literature machetes and several knives as well as fertilizer and handwritten instructions for building bombs uh valensis oh this is good valensis when she valensis was asked when she was arrested and when she was incarcerated during her questioning before uh, she appeared Um, before now when she has just pled guilty over the time that she was in jail, which was four years, both of them, both of these women have been in jail for four years and now they pled guilty um, because 2015 to now. And so while she was being questioned, she was asked whether she had heard the news about a recent arrest of a former U.S. airman who had attempted to travel to Syria to wage jihad and her answer, her comment to that was that she didn't understand why people were traveling overseas to engage in jihad when there were more opportunities of, quote, pleasing Allah, unquote, in the United States. I mean, you know, in a sense, um, she's right about that. <laughs> uh, but, um <laughs> But either wherever, whether it's in the United States, whether you're building bombs in the US or you're sending drones in Iraq, uh, none of it is good. Now, they they pled guilty and they face up to 20 years in prison. Let me tell you some more about them. Um, They've also admitted to teaching and putting out information about building and using an explosive that could be used as a weapon. Um, they, they not only taught each other chemistry and electrical skills But they researched methods of making plastic explosives And how to build a car bomb So they were looking in, at various ways of creating havoc um, They were arrested in 2015 in a sting operation Involving an undercover NYPD officer posing as a convert to Islam. Now, how many of you thought that when I said NYPD officer, you assumed it was a man? Well, nope, it was a woman, which was actually pretty clever because um, that they certainly would have been more likely to trust a woman, an undercover woman, um, than a man so um they this woman nypd officer befriended these two women terrorists in 2013 so in other words the nypd officer was befriending them and finding out about their plans for two years before they were arrested she wore a wire to record their conversations which is of course how she has the quotes So, this is karma. Uh, Siddiqui, Asia Siddiqui, uh, as I was saying before, she wrote to a jihadist magazine to express her interest in launching an attack. I mean, these people weren't really trying to cover up (laughs) what they were doing very much. And then, um, Noel Valensis, Uh, was praising the attacks of September 11th. So now, you know, it was, you know, they know all these things because the undercover agent was wearing a wire. Uh, She praised 9-11. She said, being a martyr through suicide, uh, through a suicide attack, guaranteed entrance into heaven. That's the propaganda that they are all told. And Valensis specifically wanted to target uh, government targets. Now, you know, this is a, a really a really sad part of this whole thing, that a lot of people um, are not, not only these two women, perhaps, but in general, terrorists who make these terrorist plots um, or have, you know get the idea of doing this, a lot of them are really depressed and suicidal and are feeling um, desperate, feeling that their life is not going to get any better. And uh, so it is easy to, to accept, to be attracted to propaganda that talks about going to heaven, if you're a martyr, and all of that, because it's really similar to suicide by cop. It's not related to terrorism. In other words, you've heard perhaps of um, people who are suicidal, and they decide that the way they want to kill themselves to get notoriety or whatever is to um, get the cops involved, and you know, if they're too cowardly to shoot themselves or they don't have a gun or something, that's one way to commit suicide, is to do something that a, a cop would think was illegal, um, and to, to do something that would attract the attention of a cop and, and the hopes, and then to you know, make a gesture like you're gonna go towards them or something, and then expecting to be shot. And it's really just a way of committing suicide. Of course, you know, that's, it's, it's different than suicide by cop in the sense that um, terrorists take other people with them, <laughs> it's, except for the one lone terrorist in Iraq whose drone came back to him. But that was not his intention. So getting back to um, Noel and Asia, they um, looked for recipes for homemade explosives on the internet. They shopped for components at Home Depot. Maybe they went to a sale. Uh, They, you know, in their questioning as they, once they were arrested or, or yeah, well, yeah, once they were arrested, they were um, making references um, and and perhaps before as well. But during this time, they made references to um, a third person who was in on their plans and they referred to this person as Mel. Well, Mel turned out to be the undercover NYPD female cop. And they believed that she was um, in on their plot, but really she was just um, biding her time so that she could stop the plot um, before they actually carried it out. So, um, and this undercover female cop was assigned to mingle with young Muslims around the city, around New York City, to identify potential threats. I mean, that was that was her job. Um, well, I'm going to stop this here. When we come back, I will talk a little bit more about these women and particularly, you know, what um, this whole idea of of mingling with people to identify potential threats. I mean, you know, that's of course a controversial idea because um, some people, some civil rights groups uh, don't believe in that, think that this is uh, entrapment and so on. But at the same time, uh, in this example, as a good example, doing that prevented some unknown number of people being killed in the attack if they were allowed to continue to perpetrate it. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show where I'm talking to you about some stories that you probably have not heard. Um, which, which, as I've said, boggles my mind, um, really bothers me because I think everyone should be sort of up on what is happening in the world of terror. I'm not saying necessarily, uh, you know, you have to scour the newspapers or the television or whatever for... Um, absolutely every little thing but when they are interesting stories and important stories um like the ones that i'm talking about today i just think that it everyone sort of needs to have i mean part of it and this is why one of the main reasons why i'm doing this show is that if you are informed i mean this is like with little kids too if they understand what is going on then they will be less frightened about it and less intimidated And so basically, it's the same thing for adults as well, that if you know what's happening, even though, sure, some of this is scary to know that, (laughs) I mean, you know what? um, Where were these women going to uh, attack? You know, possibly someplace in New York. (laughs) Um, That's a big target for terrorists anyway, as we've seen from 9-11. And so, so this is something that people should know not just to live in new york but in general to know what's going on in the world of terror so that not to, so that you have to be more frightened but so that you can be less frightened because you feel more informed and in these examples you know each of these got a <laughs> karma got bad karma because they were putting out bad karma and these plots were foiled i'm going to tell you a little more about these two women and then i'm going to tell you about the man from new york who was caught in montana so getting back to um, Noel Valensis and Asia Siddiqui, um, they were followed by a female NYPD officer who was um, sent into Muslim areas, um, perhaps in mosques even. Their, her job was to to mingle <laughs> and um and to try to ferret out if there is anybody who is um planning a terror attack and she of course hit pay dirt with these two women who she followed for two years as they continued in their plans to um to to make a successful attack with these bombs and these various things that they were teaching themselves uh, and studying other te- previous terror attacks, so that they could do a better job. Um, so the uh, when now and the reason why these women are in the news, as I've said, is because they just pled guilty. They've been in jail for four years. They were ca- arrested in 2015, and now they just pled guilty. Um, and they so now that this that they they. Um, agreed to this plea deal, they, um, there won't be a trial uh, like there would have been if it was actually a trial to decide whether they were guilty or not. And um, then that is good <laughs> because um, it would have been difficult for the NYPD because during a trial, it would have been likely that like the woman informant Um, the NYPD informant or undercover, not informant, but the undercover NYPD woman uh, may well have been exposed and that would have been the end of her being able to do good work. Um, And also informants that might have been involved in this case, uh, they would have been exposed. So it is beneficial that they pled guilty. I mean, really, with all of this being following them for two years and taping them the woman wearing a wire, I mean there's really no way they could have gotten out of it anyhow um, now, this method of of going into places where you could find um, people who are about to commit crimes, whether it 's civil i mean whether it 's just run of the mill crimes or or terrorist kinds of crimes has been criticized by civil rights group because they say that um, there's a chance that they will lure harmless people into phony plots. Well, I think we can safely say they they didn't lure these two women. Um, Now, these women, as I said, face up to 20 years in prison, but it could be shorter under sentencing guidelines and that because they have credit for the more than four years that they've already been behind bars awaiting trial. Now, of course, being in, in, incarcerated for four years, what do you think that they've been doing? <laughs> Who do you think they've been talking to? They've been, um, obviously, chances are, good chances are that they've been radicalizing other women in the prison or the jail. Um, then the other story that I want to tell you about, is a man from new york who pled guilty as well when he was caught in montana his name is fabjan Alametti. he was arrested at a bozeman montana shooting range in april and he is in the news because he just pled guilty to charges of making false statements involving terrorism to the fbi He pled guilty to two counts of these false statements to a federal officer in a matter involving terrorism. That's the technical way of saying it. He faces up to eight years in prison, a $250,000 fine, and three years of supervised release. Now, he traveled to Bozeman, Montana uh, in March 2019. And he agreed to speak with an FBI agent. And during that interview, he said that he had never talked about traveling overseas to fight for ISIS and that he had never wanted to hurt any Americans or anyone in the military or anything like that. However, (laughs) that wasn't true. Uh, In fact... He used a Facebook account and communicated with others that he wanted to travel overseas and fight for ISIS because, and this is just like the two women that I talked to you about, he wanted to die a martyr's death. Basically, he wanted to commit suicide. And if he was going to kill himself, he might as well get uh, world's attention for it by being a martyr and taking Americans down with him. Um, he also you know i don 't know why people don 't realize that they're, that they when you post something on the internet it is not people see it it is not um hidden Uh maybe he you know but perhaps he wanted to be seen um, although then he wouldn't have been able to die a mater 's death unless he was shot but in any case, <laughs> I digress um, he on on the internet he also talk to other people about targeting people in the u.s he identified as targets he wasn't a very original man he the the targets he identified were gay nightclubs like duh that that was that's been done already a federal building and an army recruiting center i mean again he's just sort of following what's been done um he he finally admitted you know when he was when when he was shown that he, people that the fbi or the um knew that he was lying about this uh he finally admitted that he made statements to someone that he wanted to quote shoot people or something unquote quote i will attack random people to avenge the blood unquote and, quote, I'm, go, I'm going to Montana and going to buy a gun since all they need is a background check and an ID. So he was arrested, as I said, in Bozeman, Montana, at a shooting range after he took possession of a gun that he had rented. His sentencing is going to be December 13th. And um, so when he was making these threats on the Internet about joining ISIS and his, also his uh, motive was seeking retaliation for attacks that kill dozens of Muslims in New Zealand. You know, this New Zealand attack has really ha- had a ripple effect. We have lots of different people, both domestic terrorists and uh, ISIS type terrorists, uh, using that as a, being inspired by that. And if the court accepts the plea, the two additional charges will be dropped. So he was really facing um, four, four charges, and each one uh, carries a penalty of eight years in prison and a $250,000 fine. So each of these terrorists are examples of um, <laughs> why they should think again if they are, um, going to carry out terrorist attacks because there is such a thing as bad karma. Jihadi karma is a bitch. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist.